You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by the MLB.com shop. And welcome in, ready to talk Oakland A's baseball. I'm Dave Raymond with Jane Lee of Athletics.com. Jane, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, we've, had a, we've had a great time talking with Ken Korak. How, how have you been? I'm good. I'm, I'm a little tanner than I last spoke to you after a nice long vacation. Good for you. Good for you. Um, so I got a question for you, and I'm sure this is the type of thing that is on your mind as well. But, you know, I look around the American League West division, and left field is a fascinating position. It was a disaster for the Angels. Uh, the Rangers, you know, went out and they got Josh Hamilton and, and fit him in there, but he can't stay healthy, and it's sort of an ongoing question mark for them. And last year, it was the same story for the Oakland A's. Is there all these teams seem to be continuing to search for answers in left field? What What do you think as you look to 2016 in left field for Oakland? Yeah, I don't think there's a clear answer, but um, the A's at least have a lot of options. They've, you know, since they really haven't been able to rely on Coco Crisp there um, with him just dealing with a, a lot of injuries these past few years, notably um, just a, a chronic neck issue that, um, you know, has prevented him from being on the field. They've, they've, you know, been very good at just acquiring depth and, and good depth at, at the position, guys that can platoon, um, you know, Sam Fold um, and Jake Smolenski both did well for them last year. Um, and, and since then they've added Andrew Lambeau to the mix. Um, and then of course there's Mark Canna who can also play first base, but um, with Yonder Alonso in the mix now at first base, um, we could see Canna playing a little left more. Um, if Chris, you know, is not healthy, the A's of course are, are hoping he will be. Um, the the neck thing, um, the the best recipe for the neck getting better is rest. So the off season, um, you know, he always feels the best right after the off season and. Um, you know, he's, he's usually pretty healthy going into spring training, but from there, um, things are just kind of uncertain. It really is day to day with him. Um, and I think that's just how it's going to be the rest of his career. Um, you know, playing on the field, it's, it's not easy for him with the neck injury. So even when he is playing, I I think we could see him DHing a lot as, as he did last year, um, when he was, you know, off the DL, but, um, I think they, you know, they're realistic, um, with the fact that he just hasn't been able to stay on the field. So, you know, they have to give themselves options. And I think, you know, they put them themselves in the best possible situation, um, you know, given given the circumstances surrounding Coco. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like a, a situation with him where, I mean, am I incorrect in saying it's not the type of thing that's going to get a whole lot better? I mean, it's just kind of always be an issue. It is, and, um, you know, he, he does have the option of surgery, but um, he's been told that surgery would probably put an end to his career. So, um, you know, it's either deal with it as is um, and, and try to play when able um, or have the surgery and, you know, say goodbye to, um, you know, it's been a, a really long career for him. So, you know, obviously he wants to keep playing, um, but he's, um, you know, he's very smart about it. I think he's been around long enough to, you know, know when it's bothering, when to play it safe, because um, the neck is something you really don't, um, you know, you want to be very careful with. Um, 
you know, and it affects all aspects of his game. Obviously, you know, playing on the field, um, that's rough for him. He's a very um, aggressive player, too. Um, you know, his defensive style is all out, and he can't really hold back. Um, you know, when you've played the game the same way your whole life, um, you know, you can't just stop doing that. Um, so that's why being on the field for him is, is a little difficult in that regard, and even batting. I mean, he's a switch hitter, and... Um, you know, the, the way he turns his neck when he's batting, that, that's often bothersome, too. And it really is something that's not going to go away. He's constantly, you know, getting treatment, um, you know, getting as much rest as possible. But this is something that, you know, everyone knows that he is going to just have to, to deal with and they're going to have to work around, um, you know, as best as possible. So sort of changing directions a little bit here, Jane, um, you go from – you know, kind of a legacy player there in Oakland and his situation to new faces. And this week, maybe a little get-to-know-you moment for fans um, as we think about you know, who, who may be a contributor this year who was not with the club last year, maybe an acquisition, a, a former minor leaguer, something like that. Is there somebody who comes to mind for you fans might do well to get to know? Yeah, I think um, you know, Yonder Alonso um, – is a guy that I think, you know, fans are going to come to like, um, you know, the A's were very high on him, gave up, um, Drew Pomeranz for him. Um, and I, I think it was clear going into the off season that defense was going to be a priority for them, um, after a pretty poor performance in that area last year. And, you know, Alonzo's defensive prowess is clearly, you know, valued by the A's when they decided to, you know, let go of Pomeranz. Um, I think, you know, at the time of the trade, I remember um, David Forst, you know, calling him one of the best defensive first basemen in the game, if, if not the best. Um, and because of that, you know, he said, this is a guy that we see maybe playing every day. Um, and, of course, Canna will stay in that mix. But I think the A's are maybe looking at, um, you know, a, a solid fixture at the position. And it's a position that um, – was kind of, you know, it was kind of lacking last year in terms of production. Ike Davis, um, of course, missed a lot of the year because of injuries. Um, Canna held his own over there, but I think they were really looking for stability and, and defensive stability as well. Um, you know, he, of course, doesn't really um, profile as your typical corner infield. Um, he's not a power guy. He hasn't hit more than nine home runs in, in a single season, and um, I believe no more than seven since 2012, but he's always gotten on base a lot, something the A's like. Um, and he has a he has a decent amount of plate discipline too. Um, you know, he doesn't strike out a lot. Um, so a guy that you know they like just his his all around talent. And I think also you look around the diamond, um, and I I think it's no secret that Marcus Simeon had had his struggles last year at shortstop. So you know putting Putting a solid defender at first base, um, you know, can only help, um, you know, in that regard, too. When you're dealing with guys who maybe do have some defensive struggles getting throws across, um, so I think that's a guy that's going to be um, just, just a solid answer there defensively, and I think whatever comes offensively will be a bonus. Um, you know, he'll hit, you know, around 280, 285, um, you know, drive in some runs, get on base, and I think that's that's what the A's expect out of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a, a 340 on-base guy, which is great, as you mentioned, and 
Um, this is a team that had to get better defensively. All those one-run losses last year, and there were so many errors and just poor play defensively. And, you know, it's one of those things, first base is a, a position I feel like is continually debated, even among, you know, that the, the analytics community is, well, how big an issue is a first baseman defensively? And I know I, I talked to Joe Madden about this a few years ago, and he feels that the first base is perhaps the most important defensive position because they handle so many darn plays. Yeah, I think, you know, their work goes unnoticed, too. You know, you almost just expect them to make every play, no matter where the throw is, if it's in the ground, if it's above their head, you know, if it's wide. Um, and, you know, even with, um, you know, Ike, Ike Davis couldn't stay on the field as much as the A's would have liked last year. But when he was out there, I mean, he's he's also known as a good defensive first baseman and, and made a lot of plays that saved a lot of those, um, you know, throws, you know, saved – saved even more errors than they already had. Um, you know, and then I think part of why it's overlooked is some guys like, you know, like Yonder Alonso make it look so easy. But, um, you know, I think their work doesn't go, you know, unnoticed by those around them. And, and I, I do agree that, you know, that is one of the most important, if not the most important defensive position, just because, um, you know, you're, you're dealing with so many plays. You're involved in almost, you know, every play. You know, it'll be very interesting to see how much he's able to help in 2016, maybe uh, help turn that trend around for the Oakland A's in 2015 in those difficult defensive days and one-run losses. Jane, as always, great stuff. Uh, appreciate the time, and we'll look forward to doing it again next week, and, unless, of course, you're going to be on the beach somewhere. I mean, if I had a choice, but <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be around. All right, there she goes. Jane Lee, MLB.com Extras, the Oakland A's edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.